Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday, courageous life. There's something I'd like to remind my friends around here, and it's this. No matter what life is throwing at you, you can live courageously. My friend Jesus and his spirit want to help you gather your courage every day to face whatever life is throwing at you. I am so glad you are here today. We are into another bonus episode for this month, and we are covering James chapter one, verses five through eight. So let's get to it. Just as a quick reminder, in last week's episode, when we began this bonus series on the book of James, I suggested to read through the book of James as many times as possible. And so I hope that you have tried to do that. If not, or if this is your first time tuning in for this series on James, I suggest that you do. Read the book in its entirety as much as possible. It is only five chapters, and I guarantee that as you read it over and over again, you're going to see some of the themes, some of the connections. Remember, this is a letter, and when we write letters, we're not necessarily the best at making sure things line up perfectly or that you don't repeat yourself or that you uh, you know, are in this perfect order of organization. So if we are like that when we write letters, we have to go into the letters of the book of the Bible to uh, in, in the same way, right? We have to look at these and we have to say, okay, he was writing a letter. So it, there aren't going to be brand new things brought up every time. There might be repetition. There might be, you know, and repetition, by the way, is something very important to pay attention to. Uh, you know, he might say something in chapter one that comes up again in chapter three. And in fact, James is a book that absolutely does that. <laughs> Something else that I would suggest is to head to thebibleproject.com and search on their website to find their overview of the book of James. The Bible Project is an amazing resource for learning how the Bible came to be, uh, all of the different books of the Bible and what their major themes are and how they interconnect. And it's just a wonderful resource. So head over to thebibleproject.com and, and look up the book on, or the video, excuse me, on James. You will not regret it. Okay, let's dive in here. So I'm going to read from the NIV version, James chapter one, verses five through eight. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So when I first look at this, one of the principles that I wanted to point out today was that oftentimes we read something and we look immediately for the application. What does it mean for my life? We want to talk about ourselves in these verses and how we see ourselves or those around us even. But really, we should be asking ourselves, what does this say about God? So when I first read this, and as I've been studying the book of James, some of the things that I learn about God in these verses are that he gives generously. It specifically talks about wisdom in verse 5, but when I think about these verses and the rest of the scriptures that I have read, I know that God is a gracious and generous giver. And then something else I learned about God is that he isn't looking for our faults. He is not sitting up in heaven, wagging a finger at us, looking for us to mess up or remembering all those times we have totally, totally screwed it up. 
He is, in fact, wanting us to to ask him for things, to come to him for things. He does not find fault in us. He knows we are going to fall, but he's not looking for us to fall. And then number three, he wants us to believe in him wholeheartedly. That's really the core of those last couple of verses, verses seven and eight. I love the imagery of someone being tossed to and fro or tossed back and forth by the waves of the sea, blown, tossed by the wind. I have been there. (laughs) I have been there. Whether I have been tossed about because of doubts that I have or tossed about because of something that I'm not sure what I believe about it. Maybe I don't necessarily doubt it, but I don't even just have a good knowledge or understanding of it. I've been there. And so I can I can imagine that that idea of the waves of the ocean just tossing me to a, to and fro because I am doubting or just not putting the work in to study and understand and know about um Jesus and his scripture and God's heart on a certain topic or a certain idea. So we we won't receive it says and we are double-minded, and that makes me really think of Revelation three fifteen through 16, where he says that uh, he would rather um, that we are hot or cold, whether, you know, uh, you know what, let me, let me look it up while I'm here. We're going to read the full thing. <laughs> Revelation, it is in chapter 3, verses 14 through 15. All right, this is John writing to the church in Laodicea, and he says, nope, fifteen sixteen. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were, either one or the other. <laughs> Ooh, John is calling this church out. He is saying sometimes you, you're just in the middle. You're not standing up for anything. You're not working hard to grow your relationship with God. I I imagine you're not working hard to really uh, dive into what God wants for you. You're just kind of lukewarm. And and that kind of reminded, I was reminded of that with that double-minded verse uh, that is talked about here in James. Let me go back to James as well. Okay. I'm on my phone. So here we go. Okay. Where he says that in... Verse eight, such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Some harsh language here. We will not receive from God, double-minded, unstable, but he wants us all, right? He does not want us to doubt. He does not, God, Jesus, does not want that for us. James does not want that for us. That's what he is warning the the disciples, the, the Christ followers of. He wants all of us surrendered to him. And so I think James is really just warning us here. If you need wisdom, if you are doubting, or if you are unsure about the character of God or what God thinks about certain things or feels about certain things, then you can ask him for that wisdom and then do not doubt that he is going to provide a way for you to get your answer. There's a little bit of work that we have to do in that. I 
I don't know that he, God has ever like given me a vision or written it on the wall. He's done that in the Bible, but not to me that uh, I would get an answer to something like that. I've got to be in his word, surrounded by his people, uh, in tune with the spirit, trying my hardest to listen to how God wants to answer those things for me. But I can't doubt it. I can't doubt that God's going to provide the answer in some way. And, you know, honestly, God has even given me answers to things or helped me gain wisdom about something through completely secular things as well, right? So it could be like a TV show I'm watching that is nothing to do with Jesus or God, and he gives me some insight. So he, won't he do it, as my friend Betsy likes to say, he will figure out how to get us our answers, and we just need to be willing and ready for the answer. Who and willing and ready, that's a whole nother topic, friends, because sometimes the answer that I want Hmm, isn't the answer that I get. So yeah, we'll we'll go into that another time. And can I tell you something else too? There is so much grace in this area. There is so much grace in this area. James is not saying that um, you will never get anything from the Lord because you have doubts. <laughs> that does not stand firm with the rest of scripture. That does not stand firm with the, the, the reality of grace in our lives, that we have second, third, fourth, hundredth, thousandth, millionth chances to come back to the Lord and to not doubt and to have that relationship. But there's a seriousness behind this. We need wisdom. We got to ask for it. And then we have to try our hardest not to doubt that God will give it to us. All right, friends, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you'll tune in next week when we continue on with our discussion on the book of James on these Wednesday bonus episodes. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.